Right now, it could seem like the only people who matter are the loudest. Those who want to tear things down and then fly away on their own personal spaceships when things get hard. But we've got 182,000 people and they're building. Big things, new things, things that will change the way we do things. Assembling more vehicles in the US than any other automaker things. $50 billion committed to electric vehicle things. And you might not know their names, but these people get up every day working together to move us all forward. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Women Who Rock With Success, which is an award-winning show for professional women. We profile a collective of amazing women who are thriving to build their brand. Women are handpicked in various fields who can provide credible information to build your business and lifestyle. We are live each Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, followed by our latest brand, Women Who Rock Investigates. To learn more about us, go to our website at www.womenwhorockwithsuccess.com. Now, let's join our podcast host in the studio, Mrs. Diane Winbush. And good morning and welcome to Women, Women Who Rock, who with, rock with, success. with Success complies with the rules and terms according to the Federal Communications Commission podcast guidelines. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are their own, and their appearance on our digital media platforms does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. All guests who embrace our media stations are experts who are licensed in their fields of occupation. All rights reserved. And good morning and welcome to Women Who Rock With Success. This is your host, Ms. Diane Winber. So thank you so much for tuning in with us on today. So we're going to get straight to um, um, the meat and potatoes of our next guest. And, of course, we know that this is the season around the summertime where we uh, talk about business, marketing, uh, different things, tools, resources that entrepreneurs, professionals, and corporate America um, employees need to be able to brand their business. So to be able to help us to kind of get a little bit more <clears throat> in regards to marketing, we want to welcome to the studio uh, Ms. Pritvai Matt. Matt Hukar, if I'm pronouncing it right, and if that's not, she can be able to um, um, share how she pronounces her name. So good morning and welcome. Hi, Diane. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's an absolute pleasure to be on your show. You can call me Prick. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. So thank you. You are so welcome uh, as to be our guest on today. So we want to get right into it. So kind of uh, give us a little bit of information about you as to how you got started and what kind of, uh, I guess, compelled you to be able to get into the marketing industry. Oh, yeah. So I actually have an engineering degree, and halfway through my engineering degree, I realized it wasn't for me. I, um, engineering wasn't a field that I wanted to get into, 
And then after I actually got my engineering degree, I switched my profession completely and ended up doing my MBA. After my MBA, okay. I did my MBA from Rochester Institute of Technology, which is in upstate New York. After doing my MBA, I was given one year of work time in the U.S., after which my employer was supposed to convert my um, student visa into a work visa. And unfortunately, the work visa was not processed and I had to leave the United States of America to come back to India, which is where I'm from. Oh. And it was okay. around this time, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a pretty messy situation to be in. You know, it was a place, I mean, it was New York. I had called it home for three years. I had amazing friends, best friends. I had to leave all of that and then come back to India. And it was around this time that I thought to myself, well, if I don't make something good out of a bad situation, then maybe mm -hmm. I will regret it in you know a few years down the line. And that's when I decided to start my entrepreneurial journey. So I got into... Uh, you know, freelancing for that time. And then slowly I, I started my own company while I was in India. My company is in Delaware. So okay. it's a marketing consultancy firm. And I'm a marketing strategy consultant. Along with that, I'm also a YouTuber, a podcaster, an Etsy shop owner, a Skillshare teacher, and a soon-to-be published author. My book's actually coming out in September. Okay, that is so awesome. So... That's kind of persistent, even though some you may have uh, some obstacles in the way. But that was persistent of you um, returning back to the United States in order to pursue what it is that you desire. That is so awesome. So um, what we want to talk about next, Britt, uh, you know that um, we use social media for everything, right? We use it for, for to connect with friends, connect with family, and then you have a lot of entrepreneurs, and then we have businesses and corporations that use social media to be able to market their brand. So how would a professional grow their uh, social media uh, you know, organically on uh, like Facebook, LinkedIn, different um, platforms such as that. Absolutely, Diane. I would be happy to get into it. So one of the most common mistakes that I see with um, solopreneurs and small business owners when they're starting out on social media is that they try to incorporate all of the advice that they see online and most of the advice that you see online while they are good strategies they're actually mm -hmm. not a good foundation they're good strategies to later on but they're not good foundational mm -hmm. strategies so for your listeners here's my biggest advice when it comes to starting with your marketing always 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 keep it simple and the easiest way to keep it simple is to create paths for people to find you okay when you're starting out mm -hmm. it's very easy to get overwhelmed and think that oh my god I have to mm -hmm. do this for this platform and that for another platform <laughs> but when you think about it all marketing is is just about creating paths for people to find you so your audience mm -hmm. is at point a you are at point B all you have to do mm -hmm. is figure out a way for them to find you whether it is through the content that you're putting out, whether it is through SEO, whether it is through your hashtags, whether it is even with the kind of content that you are putting out as well. Focus only on creating paths for people to find you. The more paths mm -hmm. that you create, make sure that you are interlinking those paths as well. 
So maybe you have a path to your website and then maybe you have a path to your Instagram page. Try to connect the two. Mm-hmm. Maybe if people are on your Instagram page, try to connect them to your website. And then from your website to maybe your blog, from your blog to in, uh, Instagram. So as much as possible in the beginning stages, keep it simple and then start layering marketing strategies over your firm foundation because that's the easiest way. When you start without a firm foundation, what happens is you can't sustain it long-term and it just comes crumbling down. But when you start out simple, when you start layering the strategies one on top of the other, it becomes a natural progression for that marketing strategy Mm -hmm. and it also makes you equally comfortable to implement it. So my rule, and this is something that I teach my clients too as well, Diane, Mm -hmm. is first Mm -hmm. focus on creating paths. After you've created paths, make sure you are interlinking those paths because you want your audience to stay on your pages for as long as possible because as long as they are on your page, they're not on your competitions, right? So this is basically the simple foundation. Okay, okay. That's fair enough. So basically when a person is starting out, they don't need to be, they don't have to be, in every place at the same time because, as you stated, sometimes yes. people, you know, when they first get started, they're over here on this platform. They're trying to make an exposure or an impact on this platform. They're trying to, you know, and trying to maximize each and every last one of the, the uh, platforms that they're trying to be on, especially when it comes to social media. But, but you Absolutely. know, it's also important, I would say, um, to make sure that you complete that first task, to make sure that you have everything together, you know, on social media, you know, especially when you're trying to market versus, you know, because I've been there before too, <laughs> starting out, you know, you don't complete <laughs> the first thing and then you go to Facebook and then, okay, oh, I got something missing over here because the first thing has not been completed on one specific uh, platform. So, yeah, that is so great. That is great information. So even with a tiny audience, how would they, uh, an entrepreneur, corporate America, um, a professional, be able to launch? Because now we see corporate America professionals that are coming out of, some of them are coming out of the workforce and starting their own business, and you still have corporate America professionals that are still working, but they still have a website, they still have a a umbrella, um, if you will, uh, of a business on the side with the corporate America business as well. So, for example, some of the guests that we, a lot of the guests, not some, but a lot of the guests, you know, since we've had the 2000 uh, coronavirus, you have women, they are trying to make sure that they are secure. So not only that they do they have the the corporate America job and what have you, they still have something else on the side as well. So when they are starting something as well as an entrepreneur that is starting out in a business and they have a tiny audience, how do they launch that? Okay, awesome question, Diane. So there are two things that I would like to say. One, the first thing is always understand there's a human at the end of the tunnel. Whether you are you're starting out with a small audience or a big audience, Always understand mm-hmm. that you are talking to a human. Focus on building relationships first rather than selling. Okay, you've got to learn the mm-hmm. art of selling without selling. And that's something that, uh, you know, it's a kind of a term that I've coined in. And that is basically making sure that you are providing value to your audience mm-hmm. first 
before you ask them for their, uh, you know, their payment for your product or your services. So figure out a way to create value. It could be educational content. Maybe if you are a business coach, maybe you want to give a few tidbits for your audience out there. If you make jewelry, maybe you want to give a few cleaning tips for jewelry out there for your audience. Mm-hmm. So provide value to your audience first. Get them comfortable with you. Show off your personality. Show off who you are. Let them know what your mission is, what your values are. Let them get to know who you are as a person and your business as well. Build that relationship and then take mm-hmm. the step of selling your product or letting them know that, hey, you've got a point, pain point over here and this is my product. This is how it can help you get that transformation, get that benefit sooner or faster or in a you know cost-effective way, basically. So the first tip that I would give your audience is always understand that there's a human at the end of the tunnel and provide mm-hmm. value first before you go selling. Because the minute you start selling, you can really put off a lot of people because they don't know who you are, right? Everything's online right. now. They don't have that mm-hmm. one-on-one mm-hmm. interpersonal relationship with you yet. Absolutely. So even if mm-hmm. it is, you know, even if you have like a follower, maybe send them a voice note. This is something that I personally do for my own account as well. If there, if there's a new mm-hmm. follow, send them a nice, sweet voice note. Or if you, you know, if voice notes are a little uh, too much of taking too much of your time, though honestly, Diane, it just takes a minute of your life to just send in like, hi, how are you? I hope you are mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Please let me know what kind of content that you are looking for my page. I, and I would be happy to help you in any way that I can. You know, you're already establishing that contact. You're keeping a no pressure space for your audience mm-hmm. and so that they mm-hmm. can reach out to you. And of course, I'm going to be completely honest. Not all of them are going to be super enthusiastic about replying to you, but you are establishing a connection and that is super, super important, all right? And if uh, voice notes mm-hmm. are a little bit complicated for you or you feel that it's taking too much of your time, what you can do is do a five-second pre-recorded video of you just waving. That's all it is, okay? Wave, and then just send that video to every single person who follows you. At least you're starting a no-pressure conversation with your audience and you never know where it leads. There have been so many conversations that have started out with me saying hello, and then it's gone on to Harry Potter, and then it's gone on to them meeting my, you know, it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> you know, yep. and the minute people find some sort of connection, that's when it hits, and that's when they start to trust you, because mm-hmm. more than choosing your product or your service, you have to understand that people buy based on emotions. People buy. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you let them know that this is me, I am approachable, I am really invested in this relationship that I am building with you, that of course helps to build a trust there, you know, rather than selling right off the bat. So that's the first huge, biggest tip that I would give anyone starting out, even if you are doing this as a side hustle or you're doing it as a full-time job, focus on value, focus on relationships first. Now, the second mm-hmm. big tip that I have to um, give all of your audience is you have to understand that consistency on any platform for that matter is the most important thing. It's not about mm-hmm. volume. It's not about the quantity of the posts that you're making, but it's about the quality of the post and it is about consistency. Mm-hmm. 
Because the more you are consistent on any platform, whether it is your blog post that you're creating or whether it's social media posts, what you're essentially telling your audience is, hey, I'm showing up in a consistent manner. I'm showing up every maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So that sort of builds that trust. They know that you are dependable. They know that you are putting out consistent content. And if you are mm -hmm. dedicated in creating free content for them, imagine how dedicated you are going to be for your paid product or your paid service. And that's what goes on in their mind as well. All of this happens on a very subconscious basis. So consistency is absolutely important. And especially in the digital entrepreneurship world, I think that everyone is just so, I think there's just so much pressure to create, oh, 10 times a day you've got to post or you've got to put out like, I, I know it's absolute craziness, Diane, and I absolutely don't get it. But that's not the way to go. That's not the way to go. Mm -hmm. Consistency mm -hmm. is important. If you are working a side hustle and you can only manage maybe two posts a week, make sure that you are hitting those two posts a week for, you know, consistently. If it's a full-time job and you can do maybe four, do that. If it's one YouTube video every two weeks, make sure that you are sticking to a routine, sticking to a schedule. Another thing is that it really helps with the algorithm as well. The algorithm understands that, okay, this person is uploading a podcast episode every two weeks. And it starts to understand that you are serious about creating content as well. And it starts showing you to more and more profiles. But if you stay, you know, if you're inconsistent, like you post today and then maybe you post 20 days later, then it doesn't mm -hmm. understand if you are a dormant account or you are an active account. It doesn't know whether it should recommend you or not. So consistency from the algorithm point of view as well as building relationship point of view is absolutely important. Figure out what you can manage long-term and stick to it. Don't focus on the quantity. Focus on the quality of your post. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, it was so comical of how you uh, how you phrased um, uh, some of the content that you that you shared. You know, sometimes people just post <laughs> ten or twelve times a day. Sometimes people are, it, it, and, and you know what, um, Prit, that can be more like an anxiety issue too. Because I mean, yeah, once yeah. you, as you stated before, once. Once you, you know, the consistency is going to bring, I guess, the, you know, the people is going to bring your audience, is going to communicate with your audience, is going to keep your audience once you remain. You don't have to do it. it. I mean, you know, I think you have some softwares online like um, HubSpot and different other uh, uh, softwares where you, you know, can be able to um, pre-post it and then it'll send it out on a specific yes. day or what have you. So, you know, you, it's all about, I guess, planning or what have you. But, uh, you know, sometimes when it comes to social media, sometimes we can abuse it. And that's what I think is like an abuse. We're just thinking that we're going to miss something and, you know, we think we're going to just, you know, if we don't post it, they're not going to see anything. No, 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 no. It, it, you know, as you stated, you know, you just have to remain consistent and, you know, and then I would like to add on to that, just take a deep breath. <laughs> yes, absolutely, Diane. Yeah. So I wanted to ask also, 
this is another uh, question for you. Um, when it comes to marketing, um, uh, Pritt, sometimes individuals will go to social media and use that platform in order to um, get more exposure because that's where the world is. They are on social media, Instagram and Facebook. So um, talk to us a little bit as the um, the importance of networking, face-to-face networking. You know, sometimes individuals feel that networking is, you know, it's a thing of the past and what have you, but uh, word of mouth, um, you know, sharing business calls, Cards, uh, showing up for business networking uh, events and what have you um, can also polish um, an individual's business as well. So kind of share with us, if you would, uh, on that topic of face-to-face or word-of-mouth um, marketing and advertising as to be able to build the brand for the professional. Oh, yeah, that's such a great question. And I absolutely, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer in networking. And I know that there are a lot of sleazy tactics that you may see on the Internet. And, and you know, people may have a negative connotation when it comes to networking. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When you approach networking from the perspective of building a community, that's when you change mm-hmm. the game. Okay, there are so many people that I have met um, online and even in person over the last three years. And honestly, I just went in to build friendships. And so many of them, like 80% of them, Diane, I'm not kidding, they have introduced me to either other people or they've introduced me to potential clients. They've spoken about Mm -hmm. like my upcoming book. I know that three people have actively marketed my book for me even without me asking. And the reason why this whole networking works so well is because I'm focused on building that friendship. You know, if they tell mm-hmm. me maybe that their son went to school somewhere and then I find out that I have an aunt whose son goes to the same school, I actually let them know that and then I help them get connected. And, you know, it's all about, and then maybe they tell me their wife likes something, um, some maybe some kind of food, and then I give them some tidbit about that. You know, there are so many different mm-hmm. ways that you can connect with people. I don't just go in with the focus of, okay, I need to get a business out of this person. I need to get a client from them or I need to get a referral. And the more you can step away from that pressure on yourself and the other person, honestly, that's the way that you will enter in a healthy space. You And you never know where that relationship will actually take you. So don't be so focused mm-hmm. on getting a client from that person or getting a referral. Instead, go with it with an open mind. Be open to the multiple opportunities that will come your way. Talk to people as they are people. They are another human too. You know, get to know them. Mm-hmm. What are your li- what are their likes? What are their dislikes? You know, and then if there's something that you guys can connect, I mean. Uh, let me tell you, I spoke to a follower about Harry Potter and we connected there. And this is a person on the other side of the world, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's a follower right. or somebody who's going to be a potential client. At the end of the day, find areas that you guys hit it off with. Build that friendship first before you ask them. And most of the time, nine out of ten times, they will refer you without you asking because that's just how you go into it when you go into it with the mindset of friendship so that's one thing and then number two the importance of networking is absolutely crazy because one in this world in this day you never know who you need at which given point in your life and I, if anything right. that the last two years have taught us it's that life is 
extremely unpredictable. Business is extremely unpredictable as well. So one of the most important things when it comes to networking is understanding that that can actually open a lot of doors for you. It can open a lot of opportunities. Don't keep your mind shut from it because you see all of these sleazy tactics online. If, if you go into it with a healthy mindset, with a positive outlook, and you are not so bent upon a particular outcome, and you kind of leave that stress away, then it actually benefits you in so many ways. And, and to be honest, Diane, I have made so many friendships in the last three years, and they've been there for me in different ways. They've provided emotional support. They have provided, um, you know, what, uh, what else? The, the kind of support that friends do or even given mm-hmm. me business mm-hmm. support. So you mm-hmm. never know how that relationship can help you. So go with an open mind. Don't be focused on, oh, I need to get a referral. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I agree. You are giving so many uh, supportive answers uh, for the audience so they can be able to ascertain this knowledge because it's very important. You know, we had a guest on the show, um, I think a couple of weeks ago, where she started out as just, you know, showing up for a networking event. And she showed up for the event, and so happened a person that was there that was, you know, um, you know, worked behind the – he didn't work behind the scenes. He was like um, – I think he worked for like the studios or something like that for the films, and it opened up a large door for um, this guest that wow. was on the show a couple of weeks ago. So it is very, very important. So now what she does, she does corporate events where, and, and just because she showed up and she was not intending to, you know, when we go to events, we're not we're we're not expecting to uh, receive the big wow, the big doors, the big uh, opportunity. <laughs> yeah. We're just there just to op. We're just there just to, you know, network, uh, you know, see who we can be able to um, um, uh, connect with and who is compatible to, you know, our brand and services. And it was just phenomenal yeah. of her showing, sharing that information as to she just sat there and she she didn't have any clue. And so it was an elephant that was <laughs> in the room that was, was needed for her to be able to catapult her to the next um, level in her brand, and I was like, wow, it just took one event. So, you know, a lot of times um, entrepreneurs, uh, pre- what they will do, they will rely on social media to be able to do all of the, the marketing for them, but there are other avenues and opportunities and uh, windows that can be open from other aspects as well. So that's the reason why I think I wanted to put that question in there to help the audience to be able to understand it's just not social media. You have to get up sometimes and go to um, events that are um, sponsored in your community or in your metropolitan area so you can be able to bump into uh, or connect with, not bump into, but, you know, to engage and connect with the appropriate official. So, you know, you just never know who's going to be there to show up. So um, thank you so much. Yes, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I I just wanted to add one more thing. You know, for those courses that you enroll, you know, just to improve your knowledge and stuff like that, get to Mm -hmm. know the other students as well. I think that's also one more area of networking that people miss out because 
if they have enrolled in the same course as you or in the same program as you, then naturally they're in the same spot as you. And you're most likely mm-hmm. going to find a lot of similarities and you never know how they can help you, how you can help each other in your business and right. also, you know, in other aspects as well. So that's one more area mm-hmm. of networking that I see left behind, not just in-person events, but even the courses that you go for and get to know the other people, mm-hmm. get to know the person who's teaching, develop that one-on-one relationship with everyone around you. Absolutely, absolutely. So the next question is in regarding to a in is in regards to marketing and it's just a plan. A lot of times we hear about a business plan. We hear about the business plan before we uh you know, uh, write a proposal or we have a business team that writes the plan out for us. So we want to talk about a marketing plan. What are some of those steps, a couple of steps that an entrepreneur or professional can be able to use or to be able to utilize or to form a marketing plan? As I stated, you know, we always hear about the business plan. We have to have that. Um, Some people operate off uh, of a governmental uh, entity and what have you, so they have to be able to have these business plans in in place and what have you. So now we're talking about marketing. So talk to us a little bit about that, about the marketing plan. What are some of the steps um, that an entrepreneur can be able to take to be able to prepare for that? Oh, perfect, Diane. So this is absolutely my area of expertise because I am a marketing strategy consultant, basically, and this is my signature right. method. So what I usually do is um, take the entire year, okay? So that is 12 months. Divide. So first, (laughs) you've got to have a goal for your entire year, okay? What Mm -hmm. is your overall goal for your entire year? Now, we are going to break that up into four different goals. So four quarters, four goals. Now, maybe first month, you've got lead generation as your goal. Maybe second month, it is brand awareness. Maybe third month, you want to establish your authority, okay? And maybe the fourth month, you want to experiment with a new marketing campaign. So all your fear experiments are in the fourth quarter. So basically, what I'm saying is have a goal for each quarter and make sure all of your activities, all of your strategies align with that goal for that month. Now, one of the reasons why this is such an important step is because shiny object syndrome is a especially common with us entrepreneurs. I mean, you see one strategy working and you're like, oh, okay, let me go do that. And then you don't even finish it and then you mm-hmm. find another strategy and it just becomes a mess. So this actually helps mm-hmm. you stay on track because you know that you've got a goal to hit for that quarter. You cannot include any new strategies. You can put that on the side. And then once you finish all of the plan, then you can get to that. So this is I I don't say that you have to go according to the goals, uh, the examples that I've given, but you choose what works for your business. So four goals, okay? Now, those four goals, you are going to pick 90 days at a time. Anything more than 90 days is guaranteed not to help you out because marketing Mm -hmm. is something that requires you to constantly keep checking in, constantly keep tweaking it. Okay, so anything beyond a 90-day plan is probably going to affect you in a negative way long term. So even Mm -hmm. though you have your goals for the four quarters, you are going to focus on one quarter at a time. So in those 90 days, what you're going to do, again, is you are going to break down the overall goal into three smaller goals. So for example, Mm -hmm. let's take the first quarter we said lead generation, right? So maybe in the Mm -hmm. first month, you want to focus on one platform. 
Maybe on the second month, you want to focus on lead magnets. You want to develop an entire system for your lead magnets. Maybe for the third month, you want to make sure that you are booking maximum number of sales calls. So each month has a priority. It has a goal. Now, the important thing to understand at this point is it's not just about hitting goals. It's about creating a system that will continuously keep helping you with that goal even after the quarter is over. Okay? So it's about building okay. systems. It's not about just implementing the strategy and then forgetting about it until the next year. No. You've got to create an either an automated system or a system that you can consistently apply throughout the entire year or for the next couple of years, whether that is outsourcing that job or it is you doing it by yourself. Figure out a routine, figure out a system. Okay, so that's your month. So now you have month goals. Now divide it into weekly tasks. So now what you're essentially doing is you are converting those goals into tasks for you to help improve or get your business to hit the goals. So for example, in the first month we said social media platforms. So in, improve your followers for your social media platforms. So maybe you want to learn a new technique in Reels or you want to figure out a different kind of content that uh, maybe you want to do your hashtag research properly. There are so many different tasks that will help you gain more followers. And all of those tasks will go in the first month. But remember, I said we're creating a system. So when you are learning maybe to batch your reels, make sure that it is something that you can sustain long-term. The same goes for the second month. Um, if you said, um, I forgot what I said for the second month, but if it was uh, lead generation, then maybe you want to book more sales calls. So that means you have to maybe talk to people 10x times, visit 10x networking events, meet 100 people so that you can book 10 calls. You know, all of that gets planned and you set systems. So if this month you plan three networking events, plan the same thing for the next month and then the next month. Keep that consistent so you have that consistent flow of that system working for you, okay? So this is how it goes. So you start with the overall year goal. You go on to the quarter goal. Each quarter has its own monthly goal. Each month has its own task to help you in there. The priority is to set systems and not just one task and then you forget about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, great. That's fair enough. So um, what we're going to do now is we're going to uh, go to the last question, and so we want to talk about content marketing, which is very, very important. Content marketing is very, very important. So yes. share with us a little bit about that. Yeah, so content marketing, basically the entire concept about content marketing is you have to learn how to sell without selling. As we talked about earlier in this episode, you've got to learn how to provide value to your audience first. And value is not necessarily just educational. It can also be um, conversational. It can be funny kind of uh, attention-grabbing value to your audience. Maybe it makes them laugh. Whatever is your brand personality, whatever is your brand tone, ideally, that's the kind of value that you want to give your audience. So there are different ways that you can go about content marketing. There is, uh, you know, when it comes to selling without uh, selling, when you provide mm -hmm. value to your audience, automatically you're building that trust. Automatically you are helping them understand why they need your product. And that's one more thing that content marketing does. It basically lets your customer know that you are at point A, 
but point B is a better place for you to be, and I can help you get to point B. And that's essentially what your content marketing should be helping you with. So every time you are uploading any piece of content, whether it's a blog post or whether it's a reel or whether it is a, you know, a podcast episode, always ask yourself this one important question. What is the aim? What is the purpose behind this content? Okay? Every piece of content, there needs to be a purpose. Is it for them to download your lead magnet? Is it for them to understand the benefits of your product, understand the transformation that your product or service brings, understand that there is a need for a solution, understand that there is a problem in the first place, understand that you know what their pain points are. There's so many different purposes to your content. You need to make sure that there is a purpose behind that content, and it's not just you're putting out content because you have to put out content. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what content marketing is. It basically creates that desire in your audience without you selling. Okay? So different pieces of um, examples that I can give you, and I've kind of talked a little bit about that, is giving um, testimonials and reviews. That helps your customer understand the value that you provide. Talking about the benefits of your products and services rather than the features. Mm -hmm. Because when you talk about the benefits of each of those features, what you're essentially doing is you are letting them know that this is how it can change your life. This is what you will get out mm -hmm. of it. Versus if you are just telling them about the features, you are asking them to figure out what are the benefits. And as much as... Mm -hmm. The, uh, you put the thinking less on your customers, the easier it is for mm -hmm. them to come to a decision to purchase from your product. So benefits of your product is more important than um, transformation. This can be in the form of before and after pictures. It can also be through client testimonials, and uh, okay. it can also be through pictures as well. Let them know that the end point, point B, is where they can get to and very easily. And if your product or service is premium price, okay, make sure that you focus heavily on these three because as much as possible, you want to let your customers know that the price that they're paying, they're going to get back maybe mm -hmm. double or triple the value of your product or services. So content marketing is extremely important because that's the one that helps your customer get to the point where they decide to buy from you or even not buy from you. So sell without selling. That's my biggest advice, and I've given you a lot of different content ideas that you could go about it as well. Okay, great. So with the last question, share with the audience, uh, Preet, how they can be able to connect with you and where they can be able to find you on social media, any of your websites, or any upcoming um, uh, presentations that you have. You can be able to do that at this time with the audience. Yes, yeah. So first off, thank you so much, Diane, for having me on your podcast. So, so happy, so, so excited. And for those of you who want to connect with me, I, I am the Marketing Nomad Everywhere. It is my online pseudonym. I am Prithi Madhukar on LinkedIn. I actually have, um, you know, a book coming out pretty soon, September. It's called Zero to Four Figures. You'll be able to catch that on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and everywhere possible as well. And, uh, yeah, come on to any of my social media platforms. Come say hi. Let me know what you liked about this podcast episode. Let me know something that you liked about Diane's podcast as well. I'd be happy to connect with you on any of my social media platforms. So thank you guys so much for listening all the way up until here. Thank you so much, Diane. 
Perfect. Thank you so much, Britt, for being with us on today and sharing all of this tons of resources with the audiences of today in regards to marketing, content marketing, as to uh, getting a marketing plan. You have really, really put the icing on the cake for the audience on today. So we thank you once again. So audience, <laughs> please follow us back up on our uh, social media page at Women Who Rock with Success Media. And then also you can be able to uh, find um, as well as the next guest. And then you can go to our website at com. So thank you once again, Print, and everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you. The Me Too movement against sexual harassment. Is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? What I actually think she's trying to say making the same old excuses boys will be boys boys will be boys boys will be boys but something finally changed allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment and there will be no going back because we we believe in the best in men men need to hold other men accountable smile sweetie come on to say the right thing, to act the right way. Bro, not cool, not cool. Some already are. In ways big and small. I am strong. I am strong. But some is not enough. It's not how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men.